Welcome to Just a Thought with your host, Mark Short. I'm Mark Short, and welcome to Just a Thought. Well, I've got a special guest with me this week, my wife of nearly 42 years, the mother of our three sons, and Ma to our three beautiful granddaughters. Lisa, thanks for joining me today. I want to make this just a thought about mothers. Since yesterday was actually Mother's Day, we didn't do this show beforehand. We'll do it now, and I just wanted to get you in and get your thoughts on what it was to be a mother. But welcome to the show today. Thank you, and all I can say is it's about time. (laughs) Well, you know, I've kind of tried to make it my thoughts up to now, but now I'm kind of bringing some different things to the table. In fact, we recorded a couple of shows that we'll uh, do with the sons here uh, in a few weeks around Father's Day, but I just wanted to Kind of get your thoughts on not just motherhood, but womanhood. Uh, So talk to us today about what makes being a mother special, a woman special for that matter, challenging, you know, the things that goes with an end of motherhood. I think before you become a mother, everything's about you and you, if you're a good mother, before you're a mother, you're a lot more selfish. But after you become a mother, especially a godly mother, you uh, realize you're responsible in shaping these children and what they'll grow up to be. And I never understood it till I became a mother and a grandmother. I would do anything for my kids above myself. You know, I just want them to be happy. When I was talking to the boys, I interviewed uh, Brock and Blake in studio. We got Bo online and, and talked to him. And I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because uh, all that well, all that conversation will take place in a few weeks. And you can look forward to that on uh, future Just a Thought episodes. But I mentioned to Brock the weightiness of being a father and a, a parent, for that matter, and the, the responsibility you know when you bring a, another li- a life into the world that it's your responsibility. And you do. You want the very best for them. I mentioned something that he had had not really known the details about when he was little, real yes. little. Uh, what was he like? Nine months. Nine old? months old. And they, you found those knots in, knots his, in neck. his neck. Yes. And we took him to the doctor, and the doctor said that it could possibly be leukemia. They ran some tests, mm-hmm. and we prayed. I said for the first yes. time we we fasted and prayed right. like we never had because. We can change diapers, we can get formula, we can make sure he has clothes and, you know, you can do those things, but there's some things you can't do. God has to be a part of raising your children. Where did that enter in for you? Well, it was scary because as most of you mothers know, with your first child, you want everything to be perfect. If they get a spot on them, if they get a stain, you change their clothes. You want everything to just be picture perfect. So when your son comes up and you have something wrong, it's scares you. You would rather any day of the week it be you than have it be something wrong. And of course, the devil tries to play on that in your mind. It could have just, and it was just something simple. But when the doctor says the dreaded C word, leukemia, that's what sticks in your mind. I thought leukemia started with an L. <laughs> well, but it's I, a <laughs> cancer-related type of illness. <laughs> you know what I mean. See what I've had to deal with for 42 years? Duh. On, on that on that line, you raised three sons. Uh, what are some of the feelings and challenges you face having to deal with three boys and me with no other females in the house? house for reinforcement all those years? Well, vacations were always fun because they were always sports related. We always went to a baseball park or basketball things, anything that was sports related. And I wasn't raised in a sports family. The only thing we ever watched was the Dallas Cowboys because I grew up in Dallas. So you had to be a Dallas Cowboy fan, which I was, but I knew nothing about the other sports. So instead of griping about that, I tried to learn, even though they made fun of me, I really do understand 
understand a lot about the game now because all three of my boys played basketball and played sports. And so I rather than fight it, I became. But on vacations, they would make fun of me if I wanted to shop or if I wanted to get up early or I would always. This is sounds crazy, but I would get up before them because none of them had to put on makeup or, you know, fix their hair. They're boys. It's so easy. So just things like that. They thought anything I wanted to do was silly, you know. There was that period of time that Brock kind of dabbled with makeup and stuff like that. Let's not talk about the eyeliner at graduation. (laughs) Oh, how embarrassing. But, you know, you always always, uh, threw it out there. You know, I I just wish I had a girl that that I could, you know, dress up and and do things with. That understood. Yeah, that understood. And and I mean, we probably weren't real sympathetic. You know, we were talking about, I asked the boys about their feelings, you know, concerning being dads for the first time and things like that. And they talked about how mothers, the first couple of years, you know, the mothers really, those babies are theirs because they, they have to do everything for them primarily. Yes. And uh, that was really how it was with us because I was probably useless and no good at all. Well, let me share a story about that. Okay, go for it. <laughs> we had Brock in uh, Mead, Kansas, a little town, and our friends lived on the edge of town, and they asked me to just come out. I hadn't left him ever. I was not able to work because I couldn't afford daycare, so... I left Mark with Brock. I barely got to their house on the edge of town and I get a call. What's wrong? Brock pooped his pants. Okay, what's the problem? I can't change his diaper. It makes me sick. I was like, oh my goodness. I do have to say he got better with each child, but that first child, he was not much help in changing diapers or anything like that. So on the other hand, when I see my sons helping do everything with their children, baths, feeding them, diaper. It makes me so proud because Mark was not that great when they were little. He was a little scared of them when they were little, but as they got older, he was amazing. And and they would probably tell you, they would probably choose their dad any day of the week. Well, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> no, they, once they started playing ball and stuff, they became my sons True. and then and I took they over. They didn't but, ask me for tips. <laughs> no, you know, it was, and we, like I said, we, uh, we probably were, I was not as sympathetic towards you and and being raised, you know, having to raise three sons and, and our interests really ruled in, in our home. Although I'm not going to say, I don't think you went without a whole lot and we gave you a lot of credit. And like I say, your sons, their friends loved you. They confided in you. And in fact, you were a mother to many of our son's friends that were in not so great home situations where their parents didn't understand them, didn't talk to them, didn't try to understand what they were going through. And you always were a good listener and you offered good advice to them. But can I say, I loved it because their friends would go home and I'd ask them, I'd say, why do your friends tell me all this stuff they do that isn't necessarily good? And they'd say, because when they go home, their parents think they're perfect and they can't share that. And they have to be able to share it with someone that maybe they're making or heading in the wrong directions and making some mistakes. Mistakes. And their parents don't want to hear that. They want to think their kids are perfect. And I love my sons, but I know they're not perfect. I know they're all of their strengths and weaknesses. And I'm not perfect. So how could I have a perfect child? You know, none of us are perfect. And we can't expect our children to be perfect. Even in school, we want them to do well, but we 
we can't put so much pressure that they can't just enjoy life because they grow up so quick. And you really didn't put a lot of pressure on Bo because you, you helped him get through Shush. school. You, you know, uh, I just helped him with his homework in high school because I was tired. Okay. Oh, okay. You didn't help him. You were tired and he was depressed. And so it was not a good combination. It was just, I wanted to go to bed at night. Okay. Exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it, you know, fortunately for you, Things have kind of balanced out a little bit more. In fact, as it were, you were the only female in the family, and now there's more females in the family with our daughter-in-laws and our three granddaughters than there actually are males. And so the tables have turned, and you have three beautiful granddaughters. Talk about not only being a mother, but what's it like to be a grandmother now? You know, I used to make fun kind of secretly of grandparents that would drag out all the pictures and say being a grandparent was the greatest thing that ever happened to them. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Until I held my first granddaughter. I can still remember when they placed Brimley in my arms thinking, I remember looking at her and thinking, this is my granddaughter. And I could see Brock in her. I could see her mother, Kim, in her too, but I could see Brock. And it's almost like you get to have your child again without the pressure. Each one of my granddaughters is so fun. Brimley still wants to do makeovers every time I'm with her. Collins is going to be very girly like that. And Rory, I spent the night with Rory last night and she is just a joy to just lay in bed and talk and share has the kindest heart of anybody I've ever known almost. So you do feel, do you feel vindicated now that you have all these females around you that actually really love you and want to do the things you want to do and, and are interested in things other than sports? Yeah, but I like sports too. So <laughs> I can honestly say I've kind of missed sports <laughs> on yeah. TV during this quarantine. I can remember back where we were literally between Brock's games, Blake's games mm-hmm. and Bo's activities. We were we're gone every night of the week in and around all of our church activities as we pastored in, in South Florida City for 23 years. And we just didn't have any time to ourselves. So I think that's why we enjoy our time at home and especially right. in the I evenings so. now is that we don't have to go places like we used to constantly. But there are those times when I you'll say, you know, I miss those evenings when we were at ball games and watching yes. the boys play and stuff like that. And when you usually say that, I'll break out the old videos and we'll watch a game. <laughs> We've or something got everything like on video. Anyway, but Tell me, just in short, share some special memories you have about being a mom or even about your mom or my mom, just the relationships that those particular women presented to you. You know, my mom was the only daughter in a family of uh, four brothers, and her dad was not real easy on her. And I didn't realize that growing up, but I probably had the best mom Everybody says that I know, but even though I was, I didn't probably give her the best time growing up. I thought I was smarter than her and I would sass her, which she shouldn't have let me, but she would have done anything for me. And they've been gone 13 and a half years. And I could still say there's not a day that goes by that I wouldn't give anything to talk to them again. They never made me feel like I was ever fat ever not talented, ever couldn't do anything I set out to do. They never made me afraid to try. They just were always my biggest supporters. And once you lose your parents, I always say my kids love me, my husband loves me, but nobody loves you like your parents. I really was very blessed with godly parents. 
than a godly mother. And then my boys, they were such a joy growing up. And you know, people say, I can't believe you had three sons. Oh my goodness. What was it like? You know what? It was not hard. We had good boys. Now, I don't know everything they did after they got away from our home. I don't want to know. You know, some things are better left unsaid. (laughs) Definitely. Honestly, when they were in our home, not that they were perfect, but we were not constantly getting calls. Our kids were out doing things they shouldn't. Our house was the house they came to. We let them have fun. We let them play. We let them do things. And actually, really, raising three boys was a joy. Are there any special moments with any of the three sons that you can think of? Just a special memory as a mother that really reinforced your special role in their life, how much they needed you and how much you needed them. Well, some boys are different, but my boys, except for maybe my youngest, who, as he's gotten older, tends to talk to me more than the other two, which hasn't always been the case. But it seems like the older two, especially the oldest, a lot of times comes to me when he has problems, when he's ready to talk. Now, the middle one is probably completely his father's son because they're two peas in a pod. They act just alike. They think alike. Blake will come to me, too. But I feel like I've always tried to help them. And that can be the most fulfilling thing as a mother. But as they become adults, it can also be the most most frustrating because you can't fix everything for them. You know, we've discussed this and it's kind of <laughs> interesting talking about this with one of those sons sitting in the same room. But, you know, we each of our sons are different in their own right. They have their own different personalities. I think there's a strand that runs through all of them. Humor. One, yeah, their their sense of humor is, is and they got that from us. We've mm-hmm. been in the ministry and having to deal with all the weighty, difficult, challenging issues that right. we did through the years. We tried to not convey that to them. We tried to keep things as light as possible. We tried to, you know, make life as fun as we could. Right. And we introduced and have always ourselves encountered a lot of the things that we had to deal with with humor just trying you know sometimes I've been accused of laughing uh, at things that were you know serious things so that's where Brock gets it well probably so but you know (laughs) we've we've talked about the fact that each of the each of our boys have their own strength their own talents they all have a good sense of humor and they all approach us differently and like you said you know Bo comes to you probably more now and and you're his go-to uh, when Brock has something that he wants to celebrate or something that he succeeded at, I usually get that call. If it's a if it's a real problem that he's dealing with, he usually has always called you because he knows that you're going to uh, pray with him. You all and we pray for him and we we support him and and. But can uh, I say we don't try to make their decisions for? No, them. no, no. That's there. And <laughs> I've said this, and <laughs> again, this uh, interesting having this conversation with Brock close by and knowing they'll all three hear it. But the thing is, mothers are mothers. They never stop being mothers. No. But you can't mother your children after a certain point, I don't think. I, I you know, like I say, you you want to try and advise them and tell them. And I, I finally... And keep I, them from getting hurt. Exactly. And I understand that part. But I've had to tell you, look, Lisa, your sons are 30 years old, 35 years old, 38 years old. 
They're men now. They're not little boys. I know they'll always, my mom always says, you're my little boy. I said, mom, I'm 62 years old. I said, I am your child. I am your son, but I'm not a little boy anymore. And you can't treat them that way. And you you have to demand the responsibility be shown from them that you instilled in them and taught them. You can't enable them to continue being the way they were when they were little boys. And especially once a wife comes into the picture, that's not fair to her. No. For them to come to me all the time to answer their problems. No. They need to go to their wives. And, you know, you'll always be available to them, but you cannot treat them like you did when they were 10 years old that you have to recognize. And it's hard. I know our oldest Brock just turned 38. That's can you believe it? No, I cannot believe that we have a 38-year-old. Blake will be 35 here in a couple of weeks. And Bo, our baby, will be 30 in September. I can't believe we're this old. No, well, you especially. But Whatever. <laughs> I made a decision, though, when I was young, probably because of my father. But I decided that when I got old, because a lot of older people get grumpy and they act like they never did anything wrong. They were perfect. They never... They just lose their joy. And I I made a decision long ago that I never wanted to forget what it was like when I was young. The thoughts I had, the things I did that were not always perfect. And I never wanted to forget that and lose that so that I could always reach out to kids and be there for them and be understanding. What was it that your sons used to call you growing up? Teen mom. And what was the reference there? Why Why did they call you that? I, because I was friends with all their friends. No, because you always acted so much younger. It was like you wanted to be a teenager again, but you were their mother and around their friends, they thought you acted more like a teenager. But their friends wanted me to stay up with them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they would tell me things my kids wouldn't tell me so I could find out stuff. As long as you cook good meals and kept them fed, they didn't care how you acted. That's <laughs> You know, uh, can I say one thing to the young mothers? I apologize because I'm not always very understanding to young mothers because a lot of times I think of all that I did like that year you refer to when our kids were in sports I was working full time that year and I would literally come in the door at five something and basically change clothes if I had time we would head out the door I was never home and I still went to church at that time three times a week I still cleaned the church I still was a pastor's wife and was on the did the worship I kept my house clean I cooked for you guys so if if sometimes I'm not always understanding it's because I still did all that and I and I I don't always understand women that say I just can't do everything I know I felt the same way at times but I did it because I was a mother and that's what moms do yeah I we had a, a podcast episode here a few weeks ago that was titled if we will there are so many things that we don't do because we just don't want to right and, or we you know we think oh it's just too hard well there's a lot of things in life that are hard but you get through those seasons and you look back and you think I don't know how I did it but that's right. where God's grace comes yes. in he helps us and he does help those that help themselves right. you've got to put some effort into it you can't just leave it all on him and he doesn't just leave it all on you but working together with God he can help you be the best mother best father best parent that you ever hoped you would be and I think that's really what parenthood is all about you just do the best you can right. there are no perfect parents 
out there. Nobody's ever done this before they've done it. And so you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to be strong in areas. You're going to be weak in areas, but you just keep plugging. You get up every day. You love your kids. You raise them the best you know how. And hopefully just be you. Yeah. And, and hopefully they turn out good. You don't, you don't scar them so bad that they, you know, not good. Well, they still, the trouble is they still have free will. So you can raise them the best you can. And then you just have to turn it over to God because you can't make them serve God. You can't make them do what's right, but you can leave it in God's hands. Well, that's true. That's for sure. Oh, any final words? Is something you'd like to say to mothers or like say to your sons, your granddaughters, me, anybody? I just want them to know I love them and I consider it the biggest privilege I've ever had. But Consider it a a privilege and an honor to be a mom, girls. It's not just something that you do physically. It's something you do mentally, emotionally, and don't hold back from your kids. Be in the moment. Don't push them so hard that you're worn out and you can't enjoy them. Exactly. And always realize that they are the priority. Cleaning will get done. Shopping will get done. All the other stuff, it'll get done. Those kids, you only have them for so long. I think Brock mentioned this in our uh, talk the other day. You know, you realize that you've got to be present. And if you're not present, you're going to miss a whole lot. And that whole lot you're going to miss, you never get those moments back. Mm -hmm. And it goes by so quick. Now, looking back in the middle of all those years, we're thinking, good Lord, is this ever going to end? And now we think, Lord, we just had a few of those days back. Just a few, not all of them, but a few. Just enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, because they do. They get by really really quick life is short so yeah. you got to take advantage of yeah. it well thanks for being with me today i'm sure we'll probably do this again at some point we'll so up. write in and ask for your comments to get me back on the show i'm just joking <laughs> we live together we <laughs> we've survived the quarantine so far together haven't nobody's hurt anybody or anything like that and actually i, I i've you know some people aren't going to understand this but i've really i think i've evolved some through this time i've i've kind of gotten calm and settled in some areas Mm -hmm. that uh, I was a little bit, uh, you know. You find out what's really important. Yeah, you do. You do. But anyway, listen, I'm glad you joined us this week. And I appreciate Lisa being with us for this episode of Just a Thought. Uh, I look forward to uh, being with you again next week. Until then, stay safe. We love you and God bless. Thanks for listening to Just a Thought with your host, Mark Short. If you have any questions, comments, or have any prayer requests that Mark can pray over, please email him justathoughtmark at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe and catch new episodes each and every week.